Welcome to the Born Offside podcast. This is a podcast about football. It operates in a strange new world. A world where England win penalty shootouts and Ashley Young is quite likable. Welcome to episode 20 of our Born Offside podcast. Can, Dave, can you believe 20? 20? It's coming up. Oh it's coming God, up. <laughs> it's coming. Football's coming up. Mate, continue. I shall oh, sing God. the whole way through this entire episode. I'm going to sing <laughs> every response that I have. Oh, uh, this. This is a very, uh, a very special, <laughs> a very special episode of Born Offside. Uh, we'll be talking about England, England, and probably a little bit more England, uh, I reckon. Um, so please hold on to your seats as uh, England gets talked about. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, it's. <laughs> Maybe before we do that, let's talk about England. Let's talk about. England. Uh, sex baby. Let's <laughs> no. talk about you no. and me. Let's definitely not do that. Let's talk about uh-huh. England. <laughs> All right. Because I wouldn't mind talking about dirty, filthy sex. Uh, sorry, Colombia. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, the, and the way that uh, they, they played, you know, and, uh, and all of that. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll, let's, let's get on with it today. Uh, welcome uh, to our podcast. Uh, once again, follow us on, 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 uh, um, uh, on Facebook, uh, like us, uh, subscribe to us. Uh, um, come on us, I don't care. <laughs> Just do whatever it is you want to do, you weird freaks out there. Um, we are going to be talking, obviously, uh, about two games which, which happened today, England versus Colombia and Sweden versus Switzerland. Uh, I've, I've probably no need to, to sort of delve on which ones we're going to be covering first and foremost and probably mostly. Uh, it looks to me like we're going to be covering uh, England 1, Dirty Filthy Colombia 1, a draw, but England are through to the quarterfinals with a win on penalties, a very tense, tense uh, penalty shootout, which England have won for the very first time in their World Cup history. Uh, so uh, without further ado, uh, let's get straight into the dirty, dirty, filthy game that Colombia played. Sorry, that uh, uh, England played with, 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 with Colombia. Dave, what a game. What a game. Mate. What a situation, what a World Cup, what unbelievable tension. Uh, I was 22 minutes into this game and I turned to my missus and I went, it's 22 minutes and 42 seconds and it feels like it's been three hours. (laughs) Uh, And it really did. It was so incredibly tense. It was high energy. It was fully paced. Um, It wasn't the best football match ever and there were only periodic bits of football there was a lot of violence and fighting and niggling and diving and cheating and rolling and scuffing. And that was just Jesse Lingard. No, um, uh, but, and occasionally there was some football. But uh, just as an occasion, and, and before, before we completely deride Colombia, I have to say that the Colombian fans were amazing. I felt, mm. even, even watching it on my TV, I felt like I had descended into the lion's den that I was you know just 
completely overwhelmed by this you called it yesterday a yellow sea and they mm. chanted relentlessly even when they were one nil down they were just unrelenting going on the whole time so hats off round of applause to and every other cliche to the colombian fans yes with that done uh, let's get stuck into those colombian <laughs> bastards that were on the field oh I, you know uh, the really infuriating thing about that for me was is that uh, and if anyone who wants to check this can rewind and listen to the episode that we did after Colombia beat Poland 3-0. And mm. that Colombia team that turned up on that day played lovely football, were entertaining, um, played football in the right way. And then just because Rodriguez was missing, it seemed to be the only, only reason that they did it. They decided to play a bunch of hatchet men and try and hack. If they played football, they probably would have won. We're England. We're not that good. And <laughs> why they wanted to try and beat us up. Um, it was it, unbelievable tactics for me. I don't know what Peckerman was up to. Yeah, I mean, Quintero still played very well. Uh, I, I thought, you know, he still had some lovely touches on the ball. It was, he, he obviously grew into this tournament and he, uh, he still, it still felt like he could make something out of nothing. Uh, um, but, uh, but it seems to me like they were making something out of nothing in areas that weren't too dangerous for England uh, for most of the time. And that's what sort of surprised me a little bit. I thought it would be far more uh, uh, pressurizing and far more um, relentless uh, from, from, from Colombia's side. So it was very, very strange on, on that front, um, you know, to, to see, you know, who's, uh, who's going to, you know, pick up the mantle from, from, um, uh, uh, from, uh, from him being on the bench. And it just, it, it, uh, it, yeah, it just seemed a little bit, uh, a little bit, uh, a, a bit flat, uh, from from that Columbia display, I don't know. It's, well, uh, it was. I mean, they were up for it. You can't you can't contest the fact that they wanted to win and they they put their all into it. It's just that they decided to put their all into, you know, cheating. And mm. I mean, it was for the first forty minutes ish. It wasn't too bad, but then mm. the incident that seemed to start the whole thing is a long ball came over the pot, over the top, and uh, it ran out of play eventually. But Juan Cuadrado, for some reason, decided to have um, to leave one in on Harry Maguire. Of all the people to leave one in on, like, <laughs> why bother with Harry Maguire? As we've discussed previously, Harry Maguire is a pub footballer who happens to have found himself playing at the World Cup. Harry Maguire wants you to leave one in on him. That's, that's his <laughs> world. That's his realm. That's where he comes from, where people leave one in on you and you you know, boot them up in the air and send them into the stand and then buy them a pint of beer after the game. Harry Maguire, <laughs> it was weird. And then Barrios headbutts Henderson. And the, this was, uh, I think, shows you how little control the ref had over that because he gave Henderson a yellow. Sorry, not Henderson. Yes. Uh, he gave no, Barrios yeah. a yellow card, which I completely don't understand. I can understand if he didn't see it and then somehow VAR didn't, refer it to him i could understand that i wouldn't like it but i could understand it but having seen it or var having seen it and it wasn't clear which one of those two happened mm -hmm. it was a red card it was a blatant red card yes henderson goes down easy not as easy as nene but still he goes down easy but the fact is barrios puts his head into his chest and then again into his jaw it's a blatant red card can you imagine if it, if, it, if it was Nene, you know? Crikey. Oh, oh Nene, we'd still, still be down now. He'd still, still, be be, still be rolling around, yeah. 
Yeah, I think that was the best news is that it wasn't, it didn't happen to Nene. Uh, and then um, at, uh, where are we? At half time, the Colombian coaching staff got involved. And I don't know if you saw this or not, mate. Um, they, they shoulder, but one of them, like one of the older ones, decided to shoulder barge Raheem Sterling. Now, I know Raheem Sterling is not a particularly likable individual, but he'd also <laughs> done barely anything for the first half other than run around a bit. And uh, the Colombian, I don't know what he is, the assistant coach or medical guy or, or whatever, but he was clearly one of the elder statesmen. Thug. Yeah. yeah, the elder thug. Shoulder barges. And like, you can see Raheem Sterling's like, what? Huh? Huh? What are you doing? And then he makes, the, he makes the I'm looking at you gesture. And you, Raheem Sterling is like, what is going on here? Like, okay. You know, and because, you know, poor old Raheem must feel like the world is against him. And at this point, he must have felt, what is happening with my life? Whatever I do, wherever I go. Happening to me, but it seemed it seemed clear that the England, the rest of uh, the the team and the squad, in fact, you know Sterling's teammates, um, almost seemed to react to that when we came out for the second half. And then the second half, uh, and until until the last fifteen minutes, I would say, was just a almost like a bloodbath. It was closer to a rugby match at times. It, yeah, it, it was, I was very surprised. I, th- I thought there were going to be red cards being dished out. Um, but, uh, but it did seem to calm itself down. You're right, until about 15, uh, uh, 15 minutes from the end. Well, I, I don't understand why he, he barged into Raheem Sterling anyway. Sterling anyway. What was the... Was there a, a reason? Was he wasting time or something? No. I don't know. It was... It was weird. No, I mean, Ra- I mean, Raheem Sterling hadn't really done anything. Um, yeah, I mean, Harry Maguire had, you know, had that little confrontation with Juan Cuadrado. But Harry Maguire and Raheem Sterling are not two players you can get mixed up. No, definitely not. <laughs> they play maybe, at opposite ends of the pitch and they look very maybe, different from each other. Maybe that's why he did do it because, you know, and he was actually rooting for England. So he barged him and said, look, you've not done anything, mate. All right, I want you to score a goal. You're supposed to be scoring against ah, us. The, the Joseph Guardiola form of management see? where you get so good that you coach the other team's players. There you go. You see, that's what it was. I, I, I'm watching you. All right. Heard that all these shit. beautiful things about you. You know, you're supposed to be on the, a championship winning side, you know, Premier League winning side. What's going on? Hey, I'm watching you. Mate, and he, uh, if, if that was the case, he was dead on because Raheem Sterling had another one of those <laughs> nights where he ran and got into promising positions. But if... If he could pass or shoot, he'd be such a fantastic player. Unfortunately, all he can do is run and dribble. It's literally yeah. all he can do sometimes. It's so frustrating. Anyway, uh, England, yeah. England, during that period where it was a fight, did really rather well. And it kind of suited that, them because they're used to playing in the Premier League, where it is a little bit more like that. Uh, and uh, we won a penalty that Harry Kane very cleverly won. You know, I, you could see Kane yes. was in the ref's ear all the, yep. the time, and ref, and it was a stupid, stupid foul. Uh, mm-hmm. San- Sanchez practically rugby tackles him. It's absolutely a penalty. But Kane has engineered that situation has, by being in yes, Sanchez's yes. ear, by niggling him when the ref isn't looking. And, and good and, on and Harry even the Kane. Run, even, even the run as yeah. well, because he makes it in half behind him. If, if anything, you could even say that, Harry Kane was the first to foul the Colombian because he kind of shunts him to one side and then he makes sure that contact is continued 
all the way through his run over to the back post. It was, it was very smart. It was very Latin, actually, and almost strange to see an English player do it, you know, and it's... Uh, did, you also see the, did you also see the conga line that Stones, Maguire, yes. Kane, and um, I'm trying to think who the other one would have been. Uh, I can't think, but there were four Goodness. of them. Yep. There were four Let's of go. them in, in, a, in a line like a, this kind of conga line That's waiting right. for the ball to come in and then they split and it was just, I don't know, it was one of my favorite tactical innovations of Henderson. this World Cup so far. Henderson. Was it Hendo? It was, um, it was. He, and it was just he went like, fr- first post. But it's, it's not the first time it's been done. I've seen it in the Premier League on a couple of occasions as well, um, whereby, yeah, they all stand in a line uh, or they all stand very close to each other, which basically makes it almost impossible for anyone to mark you, you know, and then you don't know which, di- which direction certain players are going. So Henderson smartly shimmies one way and then makes the move to the front post. And then everybody else kind of darts off in their own directions as well. It's a, it's a very smart, obviously studied uh, uh, move uh, that, uh, that they've, they've been practicing in training, but uh, it was good. It was just a shame they didn't finish the conga, I guess, but uh, that's all good. Do, do, all you, right. do you think before they do that move, Kieran Trippier sticks his arm up in the air and goes, conga! <laughs> the That's the like, sign for Conga. Right. Puts his hand up. Conga. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes. All right. In a row, lads. Conga. And they, even when the four of them were getting into a line, they looked like four lads on a British holiday awkwardly trying to set up a conga. I mean, that's <laughs> what they looked like. It was, I don't know, it was beautiful. I think the Colombians were completely deceived. Gave away a, gave yep. away a penalty, which, which Harry came buried. Uh, may, I mean, he's such, Down the middle, that one. Oh, he's such a wonderful taker of penalties. Like, <laughs> penalties, mate, I've never particularly, you know, thought about whether or not someone's a good penalty taker or not. I mean, you've got people like Matt Letizia and Ricky Lambert who barely have yep. missed one. Um, name check for some Southampton players. But, you know, people take Thank penalties. You. Sometimes Thank they miss them. But Harry Kane takes the most sensational penalty. It's like, I mean, and I know you're not a rugby person, but when England won the World Cup in 2003, the Rugby World Cup, and Johnny... Okay. Johnny Wilkinson just kept kicking the ball over all the time. Harry mm. Kane's penalty technique is like Johnny Wilkinson's rugby penalty technique. He's like owns the process, kind of crouches as if he's going to take a shit, does a really kind of weird, you know, twinkle toes thing and then whacks it in. Um, and he's got, he's got variety. And in, in, the, um, in the interview after the game, they asked him, you know, um, is it, is it, you know, a thing having to take more than one penalty in a game? And Harry's like, I've got a sequence in my head that I'm sticking to. So he, he's, he's got a sequence going up to like three, four, five, in case he has to take five penalties in a game. And he's like, he, right now, Harry Kane knows where his next penalty is going. And mm. it's just wonderful how committed he is to scoring <laughs> goals. Uh, and um, in the previous uh, two games he's played in, he really honestly didn't do all that much and barely touched the ball and obviously made telling contributions. But I thought tonight he was magnificent. The, the, mm. Every time the ball got to him, he held it up, he held a player off, he won a foul, he turned in, he dropped deep when he should have dropped deep, he went wide when he should have went wide. He was fantastic this evening. I love him so, so much. There's nothing he can do wrong. I just, oh, Harry, you're so good and you're so great and you're wonderful. And I think all right, this, all this right, year, all right. I think maybe 50% of all children coming out and male and female children coming out of England will be named Harry. 
with the, with the royal wedding and Harold Edward Kane, I just think everyone's going to go, what you call the baby? Harry! We're calling the baby Harry. Oh, dear. Uh, anyway, right, that's okay. it. Where are we now? We're only up to the penalty, aren't we? Only up to the penalty. No, not even there. Uh, 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 Colombia haven't even scored yet. Uh, yes, so, but I uh, haven't finished on the penalty because there was another thing that happened with the penalty, which God. is the time between when it was awarded and when it was taken. You can go back and check this on the YouTubes because you can see the little clock in the corner. Three yep. minutes and 45 seconds between when it was awarded and when Heck. it was taken. Three minutes and 45 seconds. And when you bear in mind that we played five minutes of overtime, that's a fair chunk of that. And mm. it was all down to, like, the penalty was checked with VAR. It was a rugby tackle, and they just would not go away. And the ref couldn't control it. And then, and then they were doing a combination of, A, protesting in front of the ref, which is wrong, B, yep. scuffing up the penalty, penalty spot, which is super wrong. And then C, yep. being in Harry Kane's ear. It was like they were like, all right, you three on the ref, you three on the penalty spot, and you three over there on the taker. It was disgusting. It made, it made Luis Suarez look like the fairy godmother. It was horrible. <laughs> it, it really wasn't. It wasn't very sportsmanly at all. And you could see, like... Hats off to, to Harry Kane, and I shouldn't really be doing any talking about Harry Kane because you're obviously doing plenty. Um, <coughs> hats off to him. He didn't react, you know, because I think... Uh, and, and, I mean, some of the other England players sort of did react. You know, they tried to get people off, off Harry. Well, Henderson, he Henderson got booked, Henderson, didn't he? He did, yeah. He got booked for that. And that was a stupid stupid booking, really. Just, But, you, you know, he's, he's a captain. He's trying to get there, in there. He's trying to get involved. And... Um, and yeah, Colombia were just trying everything, you know, they were tr trying every trick in the book. Because um, up until then, uh, the, the game really wasn't, it, it, was, it was a little bit like it could have gone either way, but it almost felt like England were in control without really doing much. Colombia could say that they were in control without really doing that much. You know, it, was, it, it wasn't the greatest of, of, of football matches, for sure. Um, and, and both teams really cancels each other out for for most of it um but uh but yeah no i thought harry harry kane did did very well not to react he kept the ball in his arm he knew he was going to be taking the penalty obviously um but yeah the yeah the the referee really should have been a little bit stronger um uh the the, the just going back to the bar, uh, barrios uh, headbutt as well i mean that is a clear headbutt um the the if if his head goes into his chest, which it does, it goes into uh, Henderson's chest to start with. That's a yellow card. But as soon as his head goes up to his chin and makes contact with his chin, that's violent contact. So he should have been sent off. Colombia should have been down to ten men, and England would have had eleven. You know, and we we may have even pulled away with two three nil. Who knows? Um, but uh, uh, yeah, it was uh, that that penalty you know kerfuffle that was going on in the box was was a bit ugly to see as well so not yeah good. although to to in the interest of balance which i'm not really interested in but i'll, I'll put some of it in anyway <laughs> in the interest of balance there was a moment where stones kind of kicked falcao in the head and it's very difficult to tell because yes. falcao's on the floor and stones is jumping over him and mm. it's very difficult to know what, I mean, I think John Stones is the only one who knows whether or not he deliberately made contact with him or not. But England were lucky because it didn't even go to VAR. And mm. once it goes to VAR, it's 50-50 whether or not they consider it to be 
you know, a deliberate attempt or intention yeah. or anything. So Stones was very lucky. Well, he scraped, he kind of scraped his ear with his studs uh, on his way through. Um, a, a player in that position knows exactly where the, op- the opposition's head is. You can get your head out the way. You know, this reminds me of Charlie Austin, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know the, when he got done. Uh, you know, he just just missed the ball going through, and he just left his foot behind. You know where the goalkeeper, you know where the player's head is. You know, you've got to be really careful with when you're doing that. So he was a little bit lucky. I thought John Stones was probably the one that was getting most riled uh, mm-hmm. out of all the England players. Uh, I thought the rest of them seemed to keep their head. Even Henderson, I would say, kept his head because he didn't actually, you know, he was just kind of standing up for the team more than actually reacting. So he was standing up for the team, he was protesting to the referee, he was trying to talk to the referee, but John Stones was was the one who was was getting a little bitty and uh, was finding it a little bit difficult with uh, uh, with the Colombians. But um, you know, hats off to, to 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 England again because you know this could have had shades of of David Beckham or Wayne Rooney. You know, it really yeah. could have this game. And uh, yeah, I guess we were lucky that uh, that they didn't get pulled back for VAR for that. It is coming home. It is coming home. It is coming. Football is coming home. Colombia is going home alone. Uh, but uh, when you look at it, and I, I'm I'm trying to be as impartial as possible. I think you know a fair fair result uh, at the end. When you think about all all the shenanigans that uh, that they went through, there was elbows, there was punches, there was barges there was headbutts there was there was the lot you know Colombia really brought all their tricks to the to the party on this one and and England didn't react you know it's very strange actually um I don't know whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing you know do, they didn't they, they should probably sh- if they'd done their homework they should have riled you know Deli Ali a little bit more you know because yeah. I reckon you <laughs> that, know, was, that was kind of silly how they didn't go for Deli Ali Deli Ali yeah. was kind of on the fringes of all the fights and you could see him going I want one I want oh, one. Yeah. Let, let me let me I want to fight um and then around the 75th minute mark and it seemed to coincide with when Ali was taken off and Dyer was put on, which I felt there was a substitution that Southgate resisted for as long as he could. I mean, it's an obvious substitution, right? Take off the attacking-minded player. Sure. Uh, Ali wasn't really contributing to, to play much. He had one very good chance from a trippier cross that he would normally bury. And mm. that's why you have Deli Ali in your team is for that moment. All right, all right. No, I mean, and the people will criticize Ali all the time. And and he is not a player that makes an incredible contribution to the general state of play. He is a player that can ghost in at the far post when you've forgotten about him and score a goal. That's, that's what you put him in the team for. And he didn't, I mean, and I think it's fair to criticize him today because that's his job and he had his chance to do it and he didn't do it. Um, so I think any criticism that was thrown at him today is deserved. Mm. Uh, and it was certainly a substitution that kind of it was kind of obvious to make. Take Ali off, who's not contributing all that much. He's certainly not holding. He's doing a, an all right job defensively, but you know he's not a naturally defensive player. Bring on Dyer, who is, um, and Dyer yep. can also drop back into the back four. But I felt like Southgate knew that when he made that substitution, he'd be conceding the initiative a little bit. And mm-hmm. Colombia seized on that. And then from the 75th minute to the 100th minute, Colombia started playing. Uh, sorry, yeah, about 100th minute. Well. Until the wow. end of the game and a bit more. The game. Yeah, yeah. But Colombia started playing football. And, yes. they, and um, certainly for the last 
I'd say that, yeah, the last 15 minutes of, the, of normal time and the first 15 minutes of extra time, which, you know, in the middle of it had, had their goal, they were the superior team by quite a bit. Um, yes. And uh, perhaps it was, you know, I thought when we had been let off the hook when Kyle Walker's mistake went unpunished. Yes. Uh, and I think, I, I think it was you I said to, I was like, he hasn't made the mistake yet, mate. Oh, there it is. Like, there it is. is. There it was, and it was, and I listened to our podcast from yesterday back, and I said, "Oh, he'll probably pass the ball to Falcao or something," and it's exactly what he did. <laughs> Passed it to Falcao. It was, I was praying that it was somebody else, you know, but a double take, and I was like, "Walker, damn it!" No, Again, as soon as the mistake uh, happened, I was like hoping it was Walker because then you're like, "Okay, it's out of the way." <laughs> like that's it. That's it. It's gone. It was horrendous. Yeah. What well, are those, you those, doing, those, Carl? Yeah, those last fifteen minutes you know, worried me a lot because, uh, uh, you know, coming up against a, a side in the future that, that has that kind of flair, has that kind of ability and speed in attack, you know, uh, are we going to be able to hold off? The fact that we held off pretty much all the way till the 92nd minute was, was commendable. Um, I questioned the way they held off actually, because they still pressed high. England still pressed high. And I thought that was, that was fatal. You know, I thought they were really making a big mistake by doing that. They, you know, when Vardy came on, Vardy pressed from the front. It was so obvious that the, all the other players were actually quite tired. And Vardy was, was the one who was running around up front for the last 15 minutes or so. Um, but it, it really did worry me uh, uh, quite a lot. And I, I felt like when I was watching that, I just felt like this England team is, is not going to go far. You know, they're just not, not, they can't, not playing like this. And when they did have possession, uh, they knocked it about the back. Um, they, you know, occasionally managed to get it through to the midfield. Um, but then they had no cutting edge, you know, they had nothing, no thrust going forward. And, and that's really worrying, I think, uh, uh, as well. They just didn't have that final uh, um, uh, touch. Um, you know, obviously this is not... Uh, Panama, uh, this is, uh, you know, a different kettle of fish completely. Um, but still, you know, it would have been nice to have seen them make a, a few more chances. Uh, we, we had a yeah. very good one with Justin Rose. In, 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 Justin in, Rose, he's a golfer. Danny Rose. Sorry, Danny Rose. Oi, four. Uh, <laughs> in extra time. But, um, yeah, but like, uh, yeah, crikey. Trippier has said that it was his fault that he didn't get Mina's header. I think he's being a bit harsh on himself because I thought, and, and, and again, um, you, know, you know me with Tottenham, I'm, I'm, you know, for, for listeners, uh, if you don't know, actually, uh, by the way, I'm not a very big Tottenham fan. In fact, uh, Tottenham are one of the teams that I dislike most, which may make people wonder why on earth I still hang out with David. Um, but uh, it's... <laughs> Well, you I don't. You moved to Australia to get away from me. So. That's very true, yeah. And then you ended up moving to Budapest and then Lord knows where. So, um, <coughs> but the truth is, I've never been a big fan of Tottenham. I don't like them. Uh, uh, they nabbed a lot of our players and everything and all that crap. Uh, but uh, 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 Kieran Trippier, I thought, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm converted. I, I am converted uh, with, with Trippier. I thought he played well. Uh, he was solid. His set pieces were fantastic. And he had a, a, a little moment, I think it was with Falcão, uh, in the, um, I'm not sure if it was extra time or towards the end of the match, where Falcão was blatantly sort of shouting something at, at him. And Trippier was just giving it straight back, you know. And yes. then they were walking backwards, uh, uh, you know, forwards, but, but they were walking backwards. Uh, and Trippier was just giving it him with this big little smile. And it was just... 
it was just great. It was just really, really good. I don't know what he said to him because I'm not sure whether Trippier speaks Spanish or not. Uh, but, no, um, I tell you now that Kieran Trippier doesn't speak. He barely <laughs> speaks English, Kieran Trippier. If you watch the interview with him afterwards, he's got a thick Lancashire <laughs> accent. And I, there's no... Well, actually, maybe there is because Falcao spent a year in Manchester. So perhaps he does understand uh, a Manchester kind of Lancashire, that area could, accent. Could do. It's actually yeah. possible, I suppose. But you still would have thought it would be difficult, difficult for him to understand. Uh, right, yeah, you, you, you failed in England for a reason, you know, yes. something like that, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. And the reason was he couldn't understand what anyone was saying, probably. <laughs> he probably didn't understand that either. It was like, huh? <laughs> what? But I thought, I, I really, I thought, uh, I, I thought Trippier was really good this game. I was really, really impressed. I was very... Yeah. Happy to see this, uh, uh, this, this player really emerge. And I he's think a he's, proper footballer. Kieran. He is. He's a proper footballer. He's fit, you know, uh, fitter than uh, 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 Walker by the looks of things. Poor old Walker with his, uh, uh, you know, with his I know, there were, and everything there, at the end. Was, there was a couple of times, um, especially on the counter in, the, uh, in normal time, where you realise why Kyle Walker is in that position in the team. It's because Stones and Maguire are not quick. And Walker right, is yeah. Walker is not many things, but no one can accuse him of not being quick. He but is lightning fast. We discussed it yesterday. He's stupid <laughs> yes, fast. Absolutely. Uh, stupid uh, fast. Double, double barrels. Yes. <laughs> double barrel, stupid fast. Um I I agree so, with you. I think Trippier played very well, and I also think it really wasn't his fault. I thought the um, I thought Mina and Sanchez at the back for Colombia were very, very good. Imperious, in fact, the two yes. of them. There's very little and, that they didn't win in the air, other than Every time Harry Maguire went into their box where he seemed to be just like winning everything and we didn't get any of the knockdowns <laughs> from it. But Mina, Mina was a beast. And yes, uh, the header... He, he picked up an injury from, his, from that header, didn't he? From the celebration. I'm pretty sure he had a, picked up a groin strain or something because he was you know, holding his, his groin all the time and he was, he was complaining. He couldn't move properly. But... He still played, he, he, he marched on and he played on. It was unbelievable, really. And he's a man mountain, uh, that yes. guy. Uh, and his header was textbook stuff. Um, Trippier said after the game that he, he, he thought that the header was going to be bullet, but it was, it was uh, uh, up and down. So that's why he misjudged how to get it. Because when I, I sort of looked at it, the first time I looked at it as well, and I thought, oh, he's on the post for a reason. Is it because he's trying to get out the way because he thinks Pickford's going to be able to get to it? Or has he not been able to? I don't, I don't understand. It looked to me like he should have been able to get that. But I think he's being a bit, yeah, a bit harsh on himself. Um, uh, and uh, hopefully his, uh, his teammates will tell one, him. That. Mate, one thing that, that's got a little bit lost is the, um, that, that goal came from a corner. But the corner came about because uh, the Colombian player has had an improvised shot from range. I have to, you have to forgive me. I don't know which yeah. Colombian player it was who took it. And Pickford has made a world-class save to stop yes. that going in the goal. It is absolutely brilliant that save from Pickford it's obviously it results in a corner that that gets headed in and and so it kind of almost means nothing but um it was a fantastic save and no one is showing replays of it you have to go hunt on Twitter to find them but I was just gonna say but did you see any replays was it going in is my question yes so there is also if you so I don't think it's a question we'll ever be able to answer because the the only replay on um that you can find on Twitter is the uh, camera that's embedded inside the net in the back of the goal, uh, ah. which, which actually 
because of the angle it's at and where the ball's coming from, you can't really tell if it's going to curve away or not. Mm. Um, so it's a little hard to tell. There are people who are pitch side who say that it looked like it might have just drifted wide. Uh, and it, it could be that the, the curse of Jordan Pickford in this tournament is that he saves his best saves for ones that aren't going in. But <laughs> we've mentioned this before, but we'll get onto him later because um, he obviously did something fairly legendary later on. But I thought yes. still, it, still it was a remarkable thing. And then uh, that took us into extra time. We had uh, the first 15 minutes of, in, of extra time. Uh, I thought England were on the ropes. Uh, I think uh, yep. Stones and Maguire... Uh, coped admirably with with what came in but but Colombia were the by far the more likely winner England offered very little going forward uh Kane looked dead on his feet Vardy is a player that relies on a ball knocked over the top and he's you know he's not really going to hold it up for you too much Vardy he runs a lot and he tries hard but he's not a target man as of as of such and yeah I no, thought right. I was watching it and thinking it's a matter of time until Colombia's Columbia score all right there's only you know there's only a limited amount of time because it's extra time but there's no way England should be playing for penalties but crap at penalties uh so I was desolate mate I was disconsolate I was sat there resigned to the fact that we were that we were going out yep and then the second half of extra time we were a bit better uh Vardy had a had a chance that actually he was offside for shouldn't have been offside uh, Rose had um, as you mentioned a very good chance that just sneaked wide and mm. Dyer. Eric Dyer had the best chance of them, a free header from a corner that yes. he's usually pretty good at, uh, and yes. he blazes it wide. And I really thought that when he, I thought that was the one. I thought mm. that was our chance to win it, uh, and um, it didn't well, go in, and it was terrible. Well, he he came out at the end of the game and and said that he was happy that obviously he scored the final one because he 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 should have scored that himself he he's also there's been a lot of self-criticism come out of the england camp hasn't there uh, which is uh, which is very interesting to 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 hear harry kane has six goals from six shots on target this world cup mr 100 boom boom pow here's part three <laughs> Um, but yeah, penalties, mate. Penalties. Oh, captains first. Uh, uh, up steps. Um, and and this is. I think isn't there a percentage of uh, uh, the teams who take the penalties first uh, end up winning the match, and the, hence the reason yes. why the ABBA system was supposed to be coming into play. And, well, they got uh, rid of the ABBA system after the Confederations Cup. After all of the players and managers complained that it was too confusing. Too confusing. Yeah, <laughs> it's stupid. It's it's. Oh, don't be. You know, it's not confusing. It's you. You've got you've got your system. You know how it is. Just do it, you know, and it is the fair way. Uh, unbelievable that if people complain, uh, you end up uh, uh, taking a system which has been devised as being the fairest uh, uh, system to go by. Um, so the statistics are, and they hold, is it 70%? 70 percent? 70 percent. It's high 60s, I think. But yes, yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah, whoever goes first tends to win. So, uh, so yeah, up steps Falcon, bang, straight in. Up steps Harry Kane. No need yep. to tell everybody what happened. Like no. even if they didn't see it, they know what happened. Harry they know what happened. That went straight in. That's it. Did. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. Um, and uh, and then it was uh, a bit cat and mousey, wasn't it? Um, it was Quadrado uh, took his it was penalty. It was very Quadrado, good. Quadrado. Yep. And, and Rashford, mate. 
Marcus Whoa. Rashford, who I've uh, done my little bit of research. Did you know, mate, that Marcus Rashford has never taken a penalty in professional football before tonight? That really? Was, yeah, that was the first time in any that was... professional game. And, mate, what a pen. Oh, what? beautiful. Right he in the corner. It in. Yeah, well, obviously saw... went the right way. Yeah, he so obviously saw Harry. Harry Kane's. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he saw Harry's. <laughs> Um, and then uh, Medina, Medina, Molina, Muriel, Muriel, uh, it was Muriel, really sorry, yep, scored oh. his, sent the keeper the wrong and way. Then up steps Hendo. Oh, Hendo! Ah, <sighs> oh, dear. Mate, there's a long, Mate. long tradition of Liverpool players missing these things. Carragher's <laughs> missed one. Gerrard's Gerard missed, has missed one. Missed one. Um, that'll do. Which <laughs> <need two. laughs> Oh dear, and uh, and then we, you know, what what, what was going? <coughs> oh, excuse me, sorry. What was going through your what was going through your mind then? Hey, so what this was, is what, these are my exact words. So by now, uh, my missus has sat down and is watching it with me, uh, and she's actually said to me, she's had to say, "Should I stay here?" I was like, "You were there when they when England scored. You were out the room when Colombia scored. Stay there." <laughs> And then, uh, I mean, I've just sat there going, we're going to lose, we're going to lose. I've been for 20 minutes, I've just been saying we've lost, and I've resigned myself to a loss. And then when Henderson missed, I went, it's just inevitable. There's nothing we can do to stop it. It's just inevitable. <laughs> Look, just, why am I watching it happen? It's going to happen. And then um, Uribe, uh, Uribe, 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 uh, Uribe, yes. Uribe, yeah. Uribe, took his, <laughs> took his pen and he smacks it against the, the top of the bar. And yep. my missus goes nuts. She's like, yes! And I'm stoic and still and do not move. And I turned to her and went, they've still scored three and we've only scored two. Don't get excited. <laughs> and then uh, like, Trippier steps up. Trippier, what a penalty. Under pressure, penalty number four. That was the best penalty of the lot, I think. And uh, the biggest was... pressure penalty. Because, yes. because if he misses it, Colombia have, uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah, they yeah, have the chance to win pen. Yeah, and uh, Trippier and I remember thinking, "Oh, come on, Trips can't like he's been so good in this tournament. He's played so well yep. that he can't miss it." So then he put it in, and then uh, who took the the fifth Colombian penalty? Who was it? Um, number number seven, I believe it was. No, uh, <laughs> number who, seven, which is also his seven. name. There you go. Um, uh, I'll get it in just one second. Good old internet. Yes, Never does it. Uh, Backer, Carlos Backer, oh, who, was, was, who had played quite well since coming on, I felt. He, was, he, he joined to the dirtiness, though, didn't he? he oh, joined, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, but with he a added. name like Carlos Backer, like, <laughs> I know, just anyone called Carlos is, is, <laughs> is you know, on the pitch to cause pain. Um, <laughs> but yes, I thought he played quite well and kept the defence quite occupied. Um, yeah. And I don't know where it came from, but I could just feel like he was going to miss mm. um, and I hadn't had this feeling before with any of the others and I didn't say it out loud but I genuinely had the feeling that he was going to miss and then yeah. Jordan Pickford <laughs> little Jordan Pickford little Mackham Jordan Pickford with his pasty white skin and his off ginger hair and his little short rotund body <laughs> makes a wonder save Oh, mate, it was, you're going the wrong way. You stick up a left hand and you keep it strong. Strong <laughs> wrist, mate. Oh, oh. And that was the moment where I let myself celebrate. 
when when that happened because yep. because i was like all right now it might just happen and and then you know uh, the missus has gone mad the phone is exploding with people texting saying you know and all i could say mate all i could say was who's taking it who is it who is it who's taking it and i said can harry take another one <laughs> and the missus was like is he allowed i was like no i no, just want him to take not. another one please get harry a wig or something um <laughs> And like, and the, the US TV wouldn't say who it was. Like they weren't, they were talking about the miss and the pressure and la la la, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, tell me who's going to take the England one. <laughs> and then before they said it, I saw that it was Eric Dyer. And Eric Dyer plays for Tottenham. <laughs> and I don't know if people who listen to this podcast are aware, but there's an expression, right? So Tottenham Hotspur are, uh, are called Spurs. Everyone always refers to them as Spurs, right? And there's a word, you can look it up in Urban Dictionary, that exists within the Premier League vernacular. There's a word, which I hate, but exists, that is Spursy. Now, Spursy refers to being in a position to win something and then finding an incredible way to mess it all up. That's Spursy. It's a thing. Like it's been printed in newspapers, talked about on podcasts, Spursy. So when a Spurs player stepped up to take it, I was I I literally put my my t-shirt over my head and went, no. <laughs> and then to be fair to me, he proceeded to step up and take the worst penalty of the night. It was a horrible penalty that snuck in off Ospina's hand. But you know what? It doesn't matter because it went in. <laughs> And England went through, through we to the did. quarterfinals. Unbelievable. Uh, we, but we, we, we did, mate. And we won a penalty shootout. And I, and I still don't quite know how to feel that, yeah. that, that we've won a penalty shootout because we always lose them. Like it just, to me, penalty shootouts in England just means, all right, we've lost then. It's done. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. We've lost one. All right, off we go. And our manager, mate, is famous for doing what? Missing a penalty. That's like, right. In yeah, a penalty yeah. shootout, we were just destined to lose. And the, and then the nicer the team is and the harder they've worked and the more I feel like I've identified with them, the more likely we are to lose. <laughs> but somehow we won. And I, I still, mate, don't quite know what to do with myself. But it's a <laughs> wonderful, wonderful feeling because I've never had... We've won games in normal time before. Uh, we've even won games with late goals like uh, yep. in this tournament Harry against Tunisia or David Platt in 1990 against, against Belgium against Belgium yeah that's happened and those are wondrous feelings and you feel great but I've never won a penalty shootout at a World Cup before and I don't know what to do <laughs> it's uh, well for, you know for, for me Portugal obviously we've won <laughs> we've won a few namely against England so uh what do we do what do you do now because I'd always yeah, want, you just, you just always kind of shrug it. and go yeah I always knew we were gonna win it you know oh that's what I should have done <laughs> <laughs> all right all right that's what I try to do because I've always wondered right what does it feel like because it's a horrible way to lose it really is it's really really horrible because you actually as a Portugal fan you've lost um a couple haven't you you've lost we to have Spain. yeah we haven't we haven't won yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't won all of them. Uh, we we don't have a a, a one hundred percent record. Um, and it's horrible, right? It's just a it's, horrible. Yeah, way yeah. To it's me. horrible. You you fight for one hundred and twenty minutes. Uh, you do everything you can. You you know. But on on the balance of it, whether you think you deserve to go in or go out, or whether you deserve to progress or not progress on on the state of the way that you played your game, it's it's a flip of a coin. 
you know it's yeah. a flip of a coin and it really is because it's it's uh you know uh 10 football players are going to be stepping up to take a spot kick and of those 10 football players all it takes is for one of them to be off key you know it could be two could be three you know but all it takes is that one compared to the others if the other five get it right you're out you know so it's uh the the, the variables are massive you know the pressure is is huge and <clears throat> excuse me and I, and I think you know keeping your cool is uh is is something that is it must be extremely difficult to do unless a you've got tons of experience or b you're just really stupid <laughs> um you know and so if you have Perhaps like that's a, what it is <laughs> yeah if you have zero intelligence right zero we have zero intelligence you know if you have zero intelligence and you have you know no capabilities of being able to then you don't feel the pressure you know and you just go up oh i'm just gonna smack it and just do what i normally do you know uh, and you know and you just go for it but you know, obviously I'm being extremely harsh, but you know, a lot of these players, you know, they, uh, uh, they, they feel the pressure, but it just felt to me like England today, it felt to me obviously because we won, right? But it felt like they, they, they knew what they were doing. Uh, uh, they seemed so confident uh, stepping up. There wasn't a single player that I looked at uh, in that, uh, in that England, uh, in the England football players, the players that were going to, take the penalties um there wasn't a single one that i looked at that i felt uh oh he looks like he's gonna he doesn't look confident you know and in past tournaments past penalty shootouts there's always been a couple hasn't there you know you look at them and you look at their faces and you're like now sometimes they score you know sometimes they get it in you know and you're like oh you know but you feel God, thank God the keeper went the right, the wrong way, you know, mm-hmm. and you slotted it in the right side because that was not a confident run-up. And, you know, you, uh, admittedly, there weren't many shots of people walking from the the middle to the penalty penalty spot, so you couldn't actually judge whether or not they were. But it just felt like once the ball was down, all the players, their bodies seemed relaxed, you know, and they seemed like they were they were up for it. Mind you, so did Colombians as well. And I thought I thought the Colombians thought that they were going to win. You know, the, they had the wind in their sails. They they ended the game much better than England, like you said, and uh, and I thought that they were going to win it. You know, so the the fact that the result was four three and the two missed it. You know, one of them hit the crossbar, but but uh, the keeper saved saved two of them. Uh, it, it just shows you how close it was as well, and it shows you how close it is every time. You know, penalties are, uh, you know what? They're they're horrible, but but I do love them. You know, I do love oh, them. Oh, they're so yeah. much fun to watch when your team is uh, involved. Oh, oh, oh yeah, absolutely. And, the, you know, uh, I, the Russia Spain penalty shootout was was a hoot. I loved it. And as was the Denmark-Croatia shootout. Love that too. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. When your own team is involved, it's horrible. And I'd always imagine that if you were to win one, that it would feel like slightly less of a victory, right? Because you have snuck through. To go through on penalties is to sneak yeah, through. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's to win a boxing match on a, on a split decision. Uh, it's to win a tennis match on, on a tie break. You know, it, yep. is, it is to sneak through. But you yes. know what, mate? It's not, it feels just as good. it feels feels wonderful and lovely i think and partly honestly that's due to the fact that a i feel like we were the better team uh for more of the match than columbia were and b 
B, more importantly, because we just always fuck up penalties and now we haven't. And it just feels so lovely. It's just, oh, oh mate, dear. It's just so nice. And I think the, the Sweden game now for me, I, I know it feels like completely pressure off. It's not really going to matter. Don't like, oh, I just feel like, I don't know. We could even lose to Sweden. I wouldn't feel all that bad, honestly. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah well, I, I mean, between, you will. Between now and Saturday, that, is, that will change because it's, it'll <laughs> dawn on me that this exactly. is an incredible chance that England have to get to a final of a World Cup. I mean, not you, to win a World Cup because to win the World Cup, we still have to beat one of France, Brazil or Belgium, which we won't do. But to get to a final, and mate, yeah, to get to yeah. a final, nah. anything can happen in a final. Like, for example, the opposition, yeah. opposition team can all have epileptic fits the night before or eat a dodgy lasagna or um, found to be pumped full of drugs. All of those things could happen in a one-off game. So, but it's an incredible chance to get to a final. Incredible. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it's it's going to be very hard for for Gareth to to keep their their feet on the ground. You know, the players with with one uh, you know one side of it, he obviously wants them to uh, to to be celebratory, to be happy, to be you know pushing uh, uh, for for victory now, and 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 to get that confidence up and running, and believe that they can go all the way. This is now the time for Gareth to start saying, I think, you know, let's believe that we can win. But maybe not, you know, it's, I mean, everything he's done so far, and, and this has been sort of commonly expressed as well, I think, uh, amongst the media and amongst social media and amongst everybody is that, that he's done great so far, you know, uh, there's been calls for, for him to get an extension to his contract already. Uh, and that was even, you know, I think even before the game. So he's done an amazing job for someone who's come in with not the pedigree that you would expect a national team manager to have have and now it's all on him I wonder he's very level-headed which is very interesting as well I felt like he managed to keep his players calm during the game there were moments where um you know and (coughs) excuse me when when you're a manager on the sidelines your actions and and the things that you do they reflect onto the players. The players can see what you do and it reflects onto the way that the, the players perform. So if you're uptight, if you're annoyed, if you're angry on the sidelines, if you're, you, you feel hard done by and you show it, it then reflects and it, it, it then transmits onto the players on, on the field. It really does. Like maybe not all of them if they don't see, but uh, certainly the ones that do see him gesticulate and, and, and go for it. Definitely that sort of you know, goes onto the pitch. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's very level-headed. He's very calm, you know, and he asks for calm as well on the pitch. And I think that is one very big factor as to why England didn't react to a lot of Colombia's tackles today. And also one factor, he seems, one other thing is that he seems to be in complete control as well. Apparently he picked uh, all the penalty takers. I, I don't think he asked anyone. And this is something that is very open to, to managers at, at penalty shootouts. And, and I've had a few, you know, where I've had penalty shootouts as, as a coach, you know, you, you go around and you sort of ask people and you try to gauge, you know, are you confident? Do you feel like it? Do you want to take it? You know, but I don't think he did. I think he actually picked them all based on the decision that he wanted to pick them all on, which was confidence in the game. How confident does that person feel? 
taking uh, uh, taking a, a spot kick. And he obviously picked the right ones. If that is the case, I may be proved wrong, and uh, maybe he did go and ask everybody. But uh, no, no, no. You're, uh, I believe you're right, and you can actually see shots of him and Steve Holland writing their list when there was a good thirty seconds of the game left. They were mm. they were writing it then, and the word is that. Uh, out of England training is that they've been practicing them a lot. And mm -hmm. one of the things that they've been doing is uh, during training is, is the five uh, or five or six uh, players who are likely to take one in a match yep. have had to declare to the goalkeeper, which way they're going to go in training. They're going to have to say, I'm going to put it to your right. Yep. And then they have to put it to the right and still score. So like mm. trying to make it more difficult in training than it would be in the match situation. Like, yep. Because obviously you're praying that the goalkeeper goes goes the other way, or go, if you go down the middle, goes sure. away altogether. So I presume in pen, I presume in training they're not saying I'm going straight down the middle, right? <laughs> <laughs> that would take a remarkable arrogance <laughs> to, to say I'm going straight down the middle. And I'm chipping it. I'm I'm pillaring it. Penenka. <laughs> I'm going to do a penenka down the middle. Oh, shit, that never works. Um, <laughs> but still, but still, I like the innovation, mate. We need to um, move on to things other than Colombia, England, because um, I think this um, is breaking our record even for that segment that we had about Portugal that one time that went on for forty-five minutes. Mate, I don't think I don't think it's going to be possible. But yeah, you're probably very right. Okay, uh, uh, all right, let's let's break it there because uh, yeah, we could probably keep talking till the cows come home on this one. Uh, so much to cover, so much to talk about. Uh, but the bottom line is, England are through to the semi-finals, and they would be playing uh, the winners of. Sweden versus Switzerland, which we will come back to you shortly and report on. Shakira, Pablo Escobar, Sofia Vergara, Nina Garcia, Gabriel Garcia Marquez, Juan Pablo Montoya. Can you hear me? Your boys took one hell of a beating. And welcome back to part two of the Born Offside podcast. Sweden versus Switzerland was the second uh, uh, and the well, the last of the uh, round of 16 matches that we need to review. Uh, Dave, what happened here? Forsberg shot, it hit a fella and it went in and that's it. Great. And so England are through to play against Sweden. <laughs> oh, indeed. Uh, it was, I mean, mate, it was, in all honesty, it was a slightly less boring game than we predicted, but only slightly. Um, uh, I thought both teams really didn't look up to much. It's, uh, um, it, yeah. They, Shakiri got they, on the ball a lot, didn't he? he, he yes. I, I felt he really conducted stuff. And I thought that, uh, you know, his, his new uh, uh, Hulk uh, de demeanor, it's not really new, is it? But it's new to the world, I think, uh, really came through. And, I, I, you know, I really like him as well because he's a short player. And, you know, I'm short. Uh, so I like short players, you know. And uh, uh, he, I, he's, I, I do love, he's got a sweet left foot. Um, where does that expression come from, by the way? And why do we say it so much? He's got a sweet left foot. Why can't he have a sweet right foot? Mate, I love, I love, I love it when, when a foot becomes a peg. It's got a lovely left peg. He's got a lovely left peg. Yeah, you know? oh. yeah. But if it's a left peg, then he, you know, he's he's putting his peg through the ball. But this guy's got a, um, or, or what's the other one? A cultured left foot. I mean, what oh. the 
That's what's going on. It's a lovely, delicious expression. Is that look at the culture in my left foot? My left foot <laughs> goes to galleries. My left foot like reads Nietzsche and 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 can have a discussion with you on philosophy. My right foot is dumb as shit. Right, my left right. foot is cultured. My right foot drinks Carlings. Uh, <laughs> my, my left foot drinks espressos down the uh, down the riverside. You know. Yes. Um, <laughs> hello, left foot. I'm so glad I've got you. Your culture, <laughs> you know that, don't you? Um, <coughs> yeah, it's, he's got. Would you say? Would you say Shakiri's got a cultured left foot? No, no, he's, <laughs> got, he's got a basher. I mean, once you've seen Andrea Pirlo's left, and I mean, Andrea Pirlo has two cultured feet. Two cultured feet, which is rare. Which is rare. Yes, but he's got heavily cultured feet. But for me, that is the benchmark of cultured feet. Is is Andrea Pirlo and oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Shakiri is a long way. Long, long way off of, of, of having that much. Right. I think, I think, you know, they probably read The Economist, but not much more than that. Yeah, that does, but they don't really understand. No, so they're, no. they're reading The Economist so that they can, you know, uh, you know, I've got. Culture, they skip, but, you know. they skip past the financial stuff and just read about, you know, things in the news, that section the, of The Economist. Or the ads. Yeah, oh, yes. The, Full page ads. That's what they go for. Um, <laughs> so nothing really to report on uh, other than congratulations, Sweden, of course. I think it's, uh, I'm actually, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. I'm actually very happy uh, uh, for Sweden. Uh, I am uh, personally, I, I think, uh, for, for a number of different reasons. Uh, uh, firstly, because their women are beautiful. Uh, and secondly, because uh, I just generally like Swedes, Swedes. You know, I've met a few Swedes in the past. and I think Swedish people are generally likable. Not that Swiss are not likable, but just a bit dull. A bit boring, you know, and a bit sort of, you know, yeah, you know, it's got, it's got to be, got to be done. Um, but uh, um, uh, yeah, look, I think uh, I'm, I'm happy that, that that Sweden went through. And the other reason why I'm happy that Sweden went through is because I think Switzerland would have been a very, very tough uh, uh, opponent for England. Now, I'm not saying Sweden are not going to be tough because they are going to be tough. Of course, they're going to be tough. But I just, I think with Switzerland, it, it, it would have been uh, 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 just, just. Even tougher. There you go. Um, well, mate, I, don't, mate, I don't like tempting fate, but yeah, yeah. Sweden, Sweden are so bad that they lost to Germany. <laughs> that's how bad. That's how bad Sweden are. They lost. Well, there's to something to look forward to. Germany finished bottom of their group, mate. So I mean, Sweden can't be that good. They lost to Germany. So there you go. Uh, Sweden lost to Germany, and that's about all we're really going to cover. Apologies, Sweden and Switzerland fans. Uh, we're, we're we're running out. We've run out of time. You've you've come up against uh, uh, a podcast which needed to obviously have focus on uh, uh, on on the main show. So, uh, uh, but uh, you'll you'll get plenty of coverage in the next game. That's for sure. So, um, with that, I think that's all we really have time for. We were thinking of actually previewing some of the uh, uh, the quarterfinals. But I think that's really going to be absolutely impossible for this uh, 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 for this podcast. So we'll be back in uh, in two days. We're going to take a couple of days off, isn't that right, uh, Dave? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll come we'll back be... on Friday. I think. Yeah, the next the next podcast will be available before the France Uruguay game. Before I the France Uruguay. Can't promise it will be available a long time before the France Uruguay game, but it will be available before then, so you can listen to it and digest what we think is going to happen, uh, which is usually the opposite of what will happen. Um, <laughs> uh, but still, it'll be there for you should you choose to lose. Uh, should you choose to listen to it, lose yourself. Yes, yeah. lose yourself. That's what I wanted to say. 
let's hope you do lose yourself within these podcasts. Um, great. Uh, so, yep. Without further ado, let's just get the hell out of here. I think you know. Good. Good job. Arrivederci. What's uh, what's Colombian for goodbye? Ciao. Adios, coquenos. Oh, adios. <laughs> See you later. Born offside is over. Well, just for two days. Then it's back. Ha! Huh. You thought it was done. Suckers. Three, four.